Gutter Trash is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. A medieval knight returning home from the Crusades encounters death. The knight challenges death to a game of chess as he struggles to cope with his wavering faith in God in Igmar Bergman's The Seventh Seal. That's your, uh, that's, uh, that's the, your drawing. Yes. Your daily drawing. Yes. Uh, but I'm pretty sure we did 139 last week. I'm pretty sure that was Takio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. This is episode 140. Confirmed. <laughs> the we're, seventh. We're, so, we're so sure. We're so sure. The seventh seal. <laughs> My name is Eric. My name is Jason. <laughs> uh, it's a clusterfuck already. Yeah, yeah, this is a good way to start. Um, um, what's up, sir? Yeah, oh, not much. I'm a little bit of a headache, Foreman. I do as well. Yeah, I've had it for about two hours. Really? Three hours? Really? It was before the movie? Huh? Yeah. Uh, I think mine. Actually, you know, I I know exactly. Why I have got my headache. Lack of caffeine? No. no. I've had caffeine today. No. Uh, mine comes from, uh, sometimes when you hang around a group of friends and you have such a good time that, uh, you laugh a lot and sometimes that laugh causes pain. See, that's why people shouldn't laugh. Nope. Laughter is the worst medicine. Yeah. That is kind of what it feels like in my head. Yeah. Really? Is it seriously because you're yeah, well, well, well. We, we did something today. We're, we're not going to talk about it. But uh, you, me, some of our friends, we all got together earlier in the day. It was an orgy. It was an orgy. We had a good time. I laughed at everybody's penises. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's why I have a headache now, because I was laughing way too hard at everyone's genitals. That was the only thing hard, was the way you were laughing. <laughs> oh, I'm impotent. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my headache's coming back. <laughs> and so is your flaccid penis. <laughs> no, okay, well, we won't spoil it, but we will maybe give a clue. We recorded a, a thing that will air later. Yes, yes, and indeed. It, and we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, it was but, a lot of fun to do. But it's not quite ready yet. Oh, won't be ready for a while. It's like a beautiful baby cherub thing. Yeah. Just now... Uh, you know, rubbing oil into its crevices, and then eventually <laughs> it will sprout its wings and fly the death dance. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
time this afternoon, and, and yeah, seriously, like, uh, be, because of the excessive amounts of laughing, uh, I believe that that is the reason why wow. I have a headache. That's cool, though. And, you know, that, that started about three hours ago. Yeah. 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 Oh, mine, too. That is weird. So, uh, we should... You know, whenever we have a big laugh fest like that, we should always immediately <laughs> follow it up <laughs> with an Ingmar, Ingmar Bergman. Ingrid, Ing, Ingmar. Ingmar. Wow. Ingmar Bergman. Yeah. Movie. I think, uh, yeah. it's all about balancing. Mm-hmm. You know? A yin-yang. Yeah. We, we had such a good time this afternoon that we had to watch the most dark and depressing movie ever made. <laughs> And also, possibly one of the slowest. Spoilers! It's slow. I fell asleep. Did you really? Oh, multiple times. I, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, most of the scene in the tavern. Don't know what happened. Oh, you missed all the CGI 3D special effects. (laughs) It put Avatar to shame. It was crazy. I put on my glasses and everything because the little thing pops on. Uh, you see a, a death's head with 3D glasses on on the screen. It says, put on your glasses now. <laughs> yeah, I must have missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you nodded off. Oh, well. I'll get you the remake. Mm-hmm. The Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Seventh Seal. Seventh Seal, Ingmar Bergman. Uh, first, uh, first of his movies I've ever seen. Um, some argue that may, this may be his best film. Um, not this, buying the hype. Really? Yeah. This was the first and second and most recent Ingmar Bergman film I've ever seen. Really? I saw it once, like, ten years ago. Excuse me. And then, again this evening. I've never seen any of his, uh... Are there films? Nope, nope. Never, never have. Hour of the Wolf. Mm-mm. I did. I'd see. I'd see. I'd see Muppets Crit- Take Manhattan. Oh, see, I was gonna do one too. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think he only wrote Muppets. I don't think he actually directed it. Right. Yeah. I was Toby Hooper. Right. What uh, What movie were you gonna say to be funny? I was gonna go Critters. Oh, okay. <laughs> pretty similar. <laughs> it's like the the dark version of Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, they still sing and dance and, like, you know, have cute little, uh, you know, odds and ends problems. But, right. You know, one of them dates a chicken. Uh, there's a lot of similarities. <laughs> uh, so, you, you thought it was pretty slow? I thought it was really slow, yeah. yeah. Um, but I also don't think it was a terrible movie. Yeah. Uh, just uh, just kind of meandered a lot. Yeah, but I mean, that sort of mirrored the main character and his, like, mindset, really. Because, I mean, you know, it's hard to make a, a movie about a guy contemplating death that's, like... Unless, like, Terry Gilliam did it. Right. Maybe. It's uh, hard to... I get what you're saying, but, uh... Like, like... Right at the beginning of the movie, I, uh... I was fairly certain that, uh... That, uh, I may have ripped that off. <laughs> uh, sorry, folks. I just got distracted by things on my computer, and uh, 
No, I'm just really sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, this plays in perfectly to the mood of the movie. <laughs> Oh yeah, at the beginning of the movie. You, uh, yeah, uh, at the beginning of the movie, I thought that uh, maybe like this was going to be a, a fairly briskly paced movie because it wastes no time right. in introducing the character of death and the chess game. I I know I thought that that was going to be something that came like halfway through from what I remember to the movie, right. but yeah, just it's like right there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so I was. Uh, I was uh, I was I was expecting something I guess a little more quicker just right, based just on like that, that entirely. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, we should, even though we've already done it uh, prior to the show starting, uh, talk about the movie and, and the plot. Uh, it's basically about a, a knight uh, coming back from the Crusades uh, to return to his uh, his family. Uh, when he encounters Death, who is uh, ready to take him. Uh, the knight challenges to uh, a game of chess, and uh, for, for mysterious reasons of his own, and uh, along the way picks up like uh, 49 other travelers. Uh, he's probably lonely. You know, yeah, he's just been he, he's got a squire. He's been killing heathens for 10 years. Yeah, but he's got a squire. That's true. He's got uh, that guy with the awesome facial scar. Oh, yeah, he's like. He's like a really badass Cary Grant. Yeah, you know? kind of. Like a Swedish... Yeah. Yeah. It's doubly uh, Cary Grant that likes to uh, hiss like a cat whenever he's mad. <laughs> he did it multiple times in the yeah, film. Yeah, he did. <laughs> um, uh, and also likes to uh, just randomly threaten rape. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I totally could have raped you just now. Yeah. That's a good pickup line. Uh, right? I mean, it worked. Yeah. You know? I think, uh, you know, I'm a lonely guy. Maybe I should uh, try that approach. Yeah, just be like, you know yeah. what? Hey, baby, I totally could have raped you just now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, clearly it works. But maybe you need the scar. It has to couple with the scar, oh. you know? Because, you know, like, broads like the uh, dangerous right. types. Uh, after the show tonight, uh, what do you think about, like, uh, just... Uh... Not scar, yep. Yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. Sweet. Oh, yeah. Boom. Hit it. Sweet. <laughs> <This bump. laughs> <laughs> that guy was awesome, though. Yeah, he, he was, was one of the best characters in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Gotta say, he's probably one of the best characters in any movie. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. He's a really strong character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just that perfect balance of uh, repugnant and likable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and looked awesome. Uh, kind of like Rolf in uh, Bergman's Muppets Take Manhattan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's a recurring character. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But uh, the main character, um, I, I would say also pretty likable. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would say he's, uh, he really didn't have any unlikable parts about him. Uh, I mean, other than his, like, his kind of like, dreary yeah. and, and solemn. Yeah, but, this uh, is like general mood was kind of... Yeah. But you know, I'm dreary and solemn, and still there's the there's the occasional person who likes me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, how oh, this guy was like you. He even told people to stop singing. Yeah, and quite frankly, there's a lot of fucking singing in this movie. There's a little bit of singing. I wouldn't there's, say a lot. No, there. 
Any amount is a lot. Oh, okay, well, yeah. For you, there's a lot. Yes. Uh, um, there's the, yeah, there's like a traveling minstrel and juggler, and they they have a couple of songs. Yeah, and uh, then then there's the uh, the uh, I don't know what they're called exactly, but like the the people who flagellate themselves. Uh, oh that yeah, giant group of people who are all whipping themselves the, and carrying crosses and the skulls. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Masochists for Jesus. Yeah, yeah. They they were singing. They had a song. A lengthy song. Yeah. It's true. And a lengthy monologue. Yeah, that guy was never going to show up. No, he was All the different sinners and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, Because this this guy with the plague is traveling through telling everyone, you know, the reasons that they should be... uh, And he's, like, laughing maniacally the whole time he's telling everyone about how they're all going to die. Right. yeah, he was, he was pretty. Uh, he was pretty dark. That, yeah, that yeah. fellow. Pretty intense. Mm-hmm. I'd say this movie is intense. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, intense but slow, huh? Yeah. 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 It's a rare coupling. It is a rare coupling. Uh, so much so that when it stops being intense, I passed out. Yeah. <laughs> um. I uh, see. I thought it was slow, but not in a bad way. Like I thought it. I thought it pretty much perfectly matched the the story. You know? Right. Uh, it could just be I'm tired. Yeah. Right. I mean, again, I'm not saying that this is a bad movie. I'm just saying that, you know, I just happen to fall asleep a couple <laughs> times. Right. Well, there's a lot of reading. It's, yeah. uh... Oh, that's true. That's true. Is it Swedish? It's Swedish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, birthplace of death metal. Mm-hmm. Nice. As, uh, as the jugglers can uh, attempt the Juggalos? Those are the ICP fans. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they were the, uh... <laughs> Whatever. Uh, that would be awesome if there was, like, a traveling juggler group in this movie. <laughs> Juggled and, like, you, you know, drink Fago for the right. for this, the sick people. <laughs> <clears throat> the plague-ridden. No, but, uh... It, it seemed, you know, too, it was, you know, a little spoiler or whatever. Uh, it was more about that the family that it opens up on and kind of closes with, right? Because even though there's this other guy freaking out about death the whole time, uh, this other guy at the very beginning sees this vision of life and he gets all super stoked and right. um, he ends up, you know, being really, you know, the people at the beginning that are all excited about life seem like the only ones that are happy at the end. Which right. oh, that was a pretty good message. Yeah. Right. And I wouldn't say that uh, the, the the main guy, uh, Antonius Block, uh, I don't think he was freaking out about death. He he was. He'd seen a lot of death. He'd seen a lot of death. He was perfectly uh, willing to to accept the fact that death was coming from him. Uh, he was, I think, more freaking out about just uh, what was on the other side. Right. Yeah. yeah he has. Yeah. His, his basic gist was that he wants to believe in God, but. Right. After all he's seen in the Crusades, he couldn't believe in God. Right. Uh, very oddly, and almost entirely unplanned, uh, this is the second movie in this weekend that I've watched that took place uh, after the Crusades, yeah. during the, the Great Plague, uh, and featuring uh, Templar Knights. <laughs> and also uh, about... Uh, you know, resolving your own conflicts of, of belief in God and, and uh, death and, and everything, you know, 
surrounding horrible human atrocity. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's been a fun weekend. Yeah, so you've really tried to fill your weekend with just rip-roaring good times. <laughs> what was the other film? Black Death. Black Death, okay. Which uh, is actually, I mean, I don't want to say it's a fun movie, because it ain't. Right. Uh, compared to The Seventh Seal, it is. It's a lot more lively, probably. Uh, yeah. I mean, as far as a movie about right. the plague okay. can go. Yeah. But, I mean, what, what year was Seventh Seal made? Was it the 40s? 50s? 60s? Uh, 57, I believe. 57? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty, probably standard for the time as far as, like, uh... I don't style, know. yeah, just like yeah. general, like general style and camera angles and like right. you know, editing, lots of uh, lots of slow fades. Yeah. Uh, oh, the one that I thought was really awesome was uh, when the the uh, the plague ridden masochists were traveling through the town, and uh, there was such a large number of them that there was just this still crane shot overhead um, that like faded out once into uh, you know like another. Like a portion of the crowd, like you know, a half mile Maybe. down the road, right, yeah. and then like you know, it fades into this other portion, you know, which probably took an hour to for them to get there, right. and then it fades into uh, another portion, and then it fades into like an empty street, and it's all from the same angle, so it's right. like you get the feeling that it took like two hours for that procession. And that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, there's also a lot of uh, uh, really long establishing shots. Just like, you know, like, uh, here's, uh, our characters walking into a church. Um, you know, the camera is, like, a mile away, just filming them riding up and getting off their horses and walking through the gates up to the door before we finally get a cut. You know? Right. I, I kind of like that stuff because it really does make you feel like you're there watching it. Oh, I don't mind it at all. Uh, definitely in, like, the modern age where there's a cut every half oh, second yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes a director would really, uh, not do himself a disservice by, you know, maybe, you know, taking some time, establishing some shots, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just, just focusing more on, on telling a story than, you know, uh, shaky cams right. and, and crazy angles. And setting a little mood, setting a little atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, excuse me, I love the, uh. The, you know, um, the image at the beginning that has, like, the, uh, I guess the two-thirds of the screen on the left is all black from just, like, shadows on a mountain. And uh, on the right side is, like, the waves crashing. Right. Um, it's, like, the opening scene where they're reading from the Bible. Oh, that was, like, I mean, you know, obviously black and white stuff, uh, like, I don't know, nature looks really good in black and white, like yeah. water and trees and whatnot. But uh, I thought that that was a really good establishing, you know, the somber mood of the movie yeah. right off the bat. Uh, that was I don't I don't think you would have the answer, but uh, I'm gonna ask you anyway because nope. I was actually thinking about this before we even watched the movie. Uh, when did uh, when did color film become prominent in the movies? Hmm. Let's see. Well, the like like when I mean, Wizard of Oz was late 30s. That's right? uh, true. Yeah. There's that. But in all the Technicolor, like, Vincent Price stuff, that was 60s, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Pretty sure that was 60s. Like, like, was 
at, at the point when this movie was made, was color a, a affordable, widely accepted I film wanna, format? I want to say no. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it existed, but it'd be like, you know, an up-and-coming director now doing 3D stuff, maybe. Right. You know, it's probably like out of the out of the reach of smaller studios. I don't right. know. I'm not right. sure. Yeah, I, I want to say it was mid '60s, but I, I don't. I don't really know. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. But it, but you're saying like it might have been a choice, like even if color was an option. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, this clearly would have worked better in black and white than color. Right. Some things do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, just because uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. I think I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I, I see. What, I know exactly what you're saying. That it was like, um, I don't know. Certain movies, just certain stories, are better served um, minimally. Right. And this was definitely one of them. Yeah. yeah. I love. Uh, I love the way they do death. Like they don't try to give them like any sort of crazy, freaky tendrils or like right, right. eyebrows or anything. Yeah. Like, just he just, just yeah, yeah bald. Bald, white-faced dude, right? Uh, with a, with a big old creepy black cloak. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, and, uh, he's not like you know some sort of malevolent, uh, you know, creature or anything like that. He's just a sort of a dude doing his job. Yeah. yeah. He's just he's yeah. found him a good job. Yeah. Pays the bills. A little over the top when uh, when that actor dies. <laughs> when he's uh, sawing down a tree, yeah, yeah. that's uh, yeah, I could have done without that. One of his lines I saw coming down Main Street too, and uh, he says, "He says uh, nothing escapes you, doesn't?" He goes, "Nothing escapes me, and no one escapes me." Like you know, he should have just. Yeah. And the guy's like, "Nothing escapes you, huh?" He should have been like, "Or no one." That would have been much better, you know. Yeah. He just had to like dramatize his lines real quick, but you know. He's yeah. dead. Right. He doesn't talk to a lot of people. Yeah. I guess uh, he does talk to a lot of people. Like, you know, everyone. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe the conversations are usually just short. No one uh, no one thinks to just uh, sit and have a chat for a while. Yeah. That takes place over like four days. Well, I know uh, Flame and Carrot uh, and then some early Flame and Carrot comics uh, was faced with death and he challenged him to a game of lawn darts. <laughs> I can't remember how that worked out, but I know there was many more subsequent issues of playing with Garrett, so I'm guessing he beat down. Right, right. So yeah, let's uh, let's uh, t- tackle that angle here. Uh, the, the fact that, like, I've never seen this movie before, but it feels like I've seen tons of it. Like Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. There's that. There's an episode of Animaniacs. <laughs> wow. Definitely Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is probably the biggest one. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, the whole... Like, it looks the same. He, he looks the same. Looks too. the same, sounds the same, only he speaks English. and right. uh, But, but you know, he's got the Swedish accent. Uh, you know, they play Connect Four. And... I, yeah, I would imagine this was a movie at the time that was just so heavy hitting that it was remembered and uh, right. homaged or parodied right. so much over the years. Because it, it is like a very like enigmatic, you know, imagery kind of kind of yeah. movie. 
It's real, real simple, but you know, memorable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, an Invisibles cover. That, uh, like oh, the final yeah. scene of the yeah. movie. Uh, like, you know, uh, I don't want to say parody, but uh, it pays homage to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, obviously it, it uh, made an impact. You know, it resonates uh, with yeah. people. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that certainly... It's definitely not the best movie I've ever seen. You know, right. It didn't change my life or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I saw it, like, seriously. It was, like, ten years ago, because I remember I was written videos at Hollywood Video, and I, and the one on uh, Stroop had this amazing foreign collection. Like, unlike unlike any video store I've ever been to, like, in any city, like, you know, I've walked in video stores in, like, some hipper towns in Dayton, and right. this, this place, this Hollywood Video had... I'm sure hundreds of foreign films, and I was like, I need to watch some of these, you know, because you know I'm used to just watching like, you know, the Munchies or whatever. Right. And I remember I got uh, Seventh Seal and I watched it, and I, I enjoyed it, but it, not enough to like ever check out any other of Bergman's movies. Right. So. Right. Uh, no, uh, the, the star of this movie is uh, Max von Sydow. Uh, um, don't know if this is like the movie that uh, like like made him a big star or not, but uh, I know he's been in some some pretty awesome movies. Is it the main knight guy? He's the main knight. Yeah, okay. he was uh, being the merciless in the Flash Gordon movie. Was he really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow, because in this movie he's like a golden boy knight. Yeah, with blonde yeah. hair. And... Wow. That's crazy to me. And I also want to say that he was in The Exorcist. Really? I think he was The Exorcist. Huh. I can't, uh, can't attest to that. Right. But I think that right. uh, that is. That's, uh, that's another movie on my list that we're going to be watching yeah. at some point in the future. Sweet. So we're going to watch a lot of slow black and white movies. The Exorcist <laughs> isn't, uh... That's black and white. No, it's not. Yeah. 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 Isn't it? I would bet money. Alright. Oh no. I'm not gonna bet money. (laughs) Every time I bet money, I lose money. (laughs) Well, the cover's definitely money on it. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) That's as far as I got. People people said you couldn't judge books by the cover, so I was like, well, damn it. Maybe film. Yeah. Well, to be fair, The Exorcist is based on the book and the cover. Black and white? Black and white. See, told you. And pages? Black and white. Yeah? Really? Yeah. Okay. Although my copy kind of yellowed. I might have been thinking the of the book. I might have been thinking of the yeah, book. Could yeah, have been, could have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I, what did you, you think about the middle of this movie? It seemed. It almost seemed like... You mean the part I slept through? <laughs> I mean, maybe it was the part you slept through. Because it almost seemed like they finished the movie and they're like, hey, it needs another 15, 20 minutes. Because there's this scene where they're in the woods that's like, it's basically like a goofy like comedy scene that goes on. And like it's not just like, you know, a tension relieving little bit. I mean, it like right. goes on and on. It's almost like a tangent. The, uh, the scene right before the actor... Uh Kills himself, yeah, with a with a fake knife, right? Yeah, that uh, that that 
went on quite a while. It seemed out of place. I mean, yeah, really I enjoyed did. it. Like, like if, if it was just that scene by itself, I'd right. be like, that was great, start to finish. Yeah. But uh, it was really oddly placed. and It didn't like, seem much more like us. It suddenly turned into a screwball comedy. Yeah. 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 It, maybe there was like a second director and like, you know, he was, <laughs> he was doing like the sweetest Three Stooges and they were like, come on in and do a scene. Ah, oh, this will be fun. You know, he's in, <laughs> he was in the studio for some reason. Cause well, yeah, it was weird. One of the actors in that scene, the, uh, the blacksmith, uh, Plog. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, his name is Plog. Yeah. I don't care if this is Swedish or not. That's not a real name. <laughs> Plog? Yeah, it could be. be. I've known a couple of Plogs. But, uh, that guy, uh, like, like from his first appearance, uh, like, like even when he didn't even have any lines, he, like, I just thought he was a background guy. Right. I was like, what the fuck is that goofy looking? Like, like, slobbery fat dude doing With that know. enormous, ridiculous hat. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I've only ever seen a bigger hat on uh, R.J. McCready and The Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was definitely, like, right out of some, uh, like, a Three Stooges movie where, like, they accidentally get, you know, paint on his clothes or something. Right, and right, he chases yeah. him with a big meat hook or something. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, definitely, uh, out of place there. <laughs> and, and that's one thing that, like, I think, too, though, even though, like, that scene went on a little long, um, this movie w- did have, like, a decent amount of, like, funny parts that made it not seem too pretentious, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't just clearly, uh, like, you know, him trying to rip your heart out for the entire movie. It was, like, right. there was a little bit of, like, you know, like, lighter fare in it. Yeah, yeah. I think what I was worried the most about this movie was that it was going to be, uh, a lot more, uh, a lot more experimental, uh, with, with just random shit thrown in for no reason. Right. You know? Just, like, random foreign camera angles that well, or abstract just, and just like weird imagery or something like like I just expected this to be like super experimental right. just like you know suddenly we'd cut to like a shot of a hot dog or something and it would decay uh, and, yeah you know. there'd be a man dancing and crying and in uh, his in his arms would be a locket with a picture of his mother that turned into Jesus or something right. like yeah, that sort yeah. of thing so I'm glad it wasn't that yeah yeah it, yeah it was relatively straightforward as right. far as dealing with you know a lot of psychological issues like there's a lot of like uh there's a guy that sees visions of like death or uh you know the holy virgin mary or whatever but yeah it wasn't too pretentious even though it contained a lot of that stuff right uh one last thing i have to say on this movie is the juggler the, the, the 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 family guy whatever uh possibly the worst juggler ever I didn't notice. Did he uh, just basically toss him straight up in the air? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm not a juggler. I can't juggle, but I think I could juggle better than that guy. Really? Yeah. And they're like, you're, like, you're in, buddy. Yeah. He just went to the studio and tossed the ball. I mean, luckily he doesn't have to like do it throughout the whole movie. It's or not like, like that. yeah, it's not. There's not like a juggle competition. No, it's yeah. not like Karate Kid or where there's an evil Cobra Kai juggling <laughs> team. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I mean, 
you know, for the two scenes that he has to juggle, you know, at least like uh, find someone who can juggle and just like shoot at an angle where we can't see the guy's face. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't have been hilarious if there had been that like a scene at the end where you know the, I think his name is Joff. Yeah. He, he starts to die and he's like, "Well, Death, I'll challenge you to a juggling match." <laughs> and Death looks at the camera and he's like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and it goes dun, 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 and it ends. Cause yeah, okay. I I couldn't. I can't remember any of his juggling, but I remember uh, no no impressive tricks or yeah. anything. So he, I think he did just kind of toss him right up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't there another? Wasn't there? Oh, what else? Other than fl- flaming carrots, lawn darts. Wasn't there another? Like famous instance of someone, uh, you know, aping yeah. the scene, yeah, with, like, a different game, like, uh, I don't know, I don't know, maybe it was, like you said, maybe it was just, like, a million different, like, little references, right, but, no, uh, Death was a uh, character on Family Guy for a while, oh, voiced by Adam Carolla, oh, wow, actually, first voiced by Norm MacDonald, and then Adam Carolla, that's a weird switch up, yeah, yeah, they've got Similarities between them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't like either of them, so. I don't see that's weird. I like both of them a lot. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, good good movie. A little yeah. slow. Yeah. I mean, this would be more like something you'd want to watch when you're writing a paper on it instead of, like, yeah. getting some friends together. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not a, an enjoyment film. Right. Uh, definitely sort of like, a, oh, this is how you... You know, it's sort of like a basics course on filmmaking. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it looks it looks awesome and it has a has a decent story. Yeah. Mm. And yeah, no, it didn't reek of like art fagginess either. No. Yeah, yeah. It was like very very just there. Unpretentious. Yeah. You know? yeah. So yeah. yeah, not bad. Mm. Yeah. Probably the last time I'd ever watch it. <laughs> Sit here. Yeah. Alright. Well, maybe we should just now end the show, since apparently uh, we, we go on too long. Well, we really do. We can look up uh, whether the exorcist is in color and whether this guy is in color. Alright.
Welcome back to Gutter Trash. Hello. So the exorcist wasn't killing. <laughs> <laughs> and it did have Ming the Merciless. Yes, it did. Who has, uh, we have attested to have been in a son of shit. I cannot believe the amount of stuff this guy is in and is scheduled to be in in the next <laughs> couple of years. Still working. Yeah. 82 years old, I think we figured out. Yeah. Uh, Seventh Seal was his fifth movie ever. <laughs> yeah. He was in Judge Dredd. Of course, we all remember him from that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was a Woody Allen movie, Hannah and her yeah. sisters. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Uh, he was the voice of Vigo in the Ghostbusters 2. That's right. He was, um... Uh... He's a Minority Report. Yeah, Minority Report, that's right. Yeah, he's been, he's been working. He's busy. He's a busy guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> seventh Seal. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son. Ooh, that's a good son. Oh, yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> We've been podcasting all day. We've been doing stuff, recording stuff. Um, anything, uh, anything cool to report? Anything exciting? Something life-changing? Uh, mm, I don't believe so. Oh, I, I'm not going to spoil anything because I know you're going to read this and I know at least one of our listeners is. But I picked up, uh, Grant Morrison has written a book. Yeah. Like a no pictures book. Uh, what? Oh, you don't want it anymore, do you? Oh. <laughs> yeah. I really need pictures. Tell you what, books. I'll draw a picture on every tenth page. Okay. How's that? Alright. Get yeah, it's going to be hell getting get through those nine pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he wrote a book called Super Gods yeah. about, uh, basically his love of superheroes and their history. Wow. And, uh, I'm like, not even halfway through it yet. I'm like 130 pages into it, and it is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That uh, guy knows his shit. Yeah. yeah. Look forward to uh, reading it at some point mm-hmm. when I can afford to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. We sold. This is unheard of. We sold four copies of Mavericks. Yeah. Of a book. Book. Right. Like first of all, that we would sell one copy of a book. Book. Right. Is amazing. Like I think we ordered a copy of Alan Moore's Voice of the Fire. Like right. one copy. And it sat there for about three years. Yeah. And then I think somebody bought it for half price or something. Right. But, uh, yeah, we sold four copies of Grant Morrison's No Pictures book at our comic shop. <laughs> and I just reordered a couple copies the other day, so that's six copies. That's awesome. Did, uh, did you guys never order, uh, Warren Ellis's book? Um. Crooked Little Vein? I don't think we ever did. Right. I know we had a Andrew Fox a book that had I think I had some Jeff Darrow spot illustrations. Right. Um, I think he's, you said, was it you telling me he's doing another one of those? Uh, Somebody told me that. Or else? No, Andrew Vox. Oh, I don't know. I don't the, know who that is. He did the, he's the guy, he's the lawyer with an eye patch that writes comics. Um, how many, how many eye patch comic writers are? Uh, uh, Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Damn it. <laughs> Um, Daredevil? He did hard, he? hard looks. Remember hard looks? Nope. Okay. Um, he did a bunch of Dark Horse stuff in the 90s. Okay. And then Jeff Dare did a lot of illustrations for him. Okay. 
<clears throat> but uh, apparently he's doing another novel, and Darrow's going to do more illustrations. But, uh, Maybe that guy should get off his ass and just put out some more Shaolin Cowboy, motherfucker. Yeah. He's doing one more this year, right? Uh, he, yeah, I did read that he's uh, it's going to be published to Dark Horse now. Yeah, so that's yeah. cool. Hopefully. He should just, you know, wait until he's gone. Maybe that's what he's been doing. Maybe they're Weird. all going to be done in uh, succession. Was enough. it with you? Was it... Was it you that I was here looking up uh, Jeff Darrow on Wikipedia? I think so, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah. Couldn't remember if it was you or Joe. Yeah, because we were trying to figure out if he'd ever, like, progressed on the Shaolin Cowboy movie. Right, okay, that's right, so, yeah, that was it. Yeah. I get confused as to the people I have in my office. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is large and hairy and bearded. Well, thank you. Yeah. So you, Joe, Amanda... All of you. That's <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, what, uh, what, uh, what, uh, what, um, so yeah, I want to say he didn't order any of the Warren Ellis No. He's got a new one coming out eventually, I think. Or at least he announced that he's writing one. Yeah. Right. No, one's ever, no one's ever really, uh, asked. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they don't give Mavericks to read novels. Well, no, yeah. I'm just wondering. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you this much. Not a great book. Really? Yeah. Was it short stories? No. Was it, one it, novel? Was a, it was a novel. It uh, read exactly like a Warren Ellis uh, novel would read, you'd think. Yeah. Oh, we did sell a... I know we had a like a Doctor Strange uh, paperback from the late 70s. Really? In Mavericks the other day. What? We sold it for like 50 cents. Yeah, we picked up a collection and it had a bunch of those. You remember those digest or novel-sized books, but they basically just scanned comic panels and broke up the pages. Right. Yeah. They yeah. put like two panels on a page. Yeah. We had some of those come in in a collection, but one of them was a Doctor Strange novel. Wow. I think I'm pretty sure Matt Brassfield bought it. Wow. So you can always bug him about That's that. That's crazy. Uh, I used to have a few of those uh, books that you were talking about. Like, yeah. Uh, I bought one at Kmart. It was an X-Men book. Nice. Uh, and it was uh, like the one issue of uh, X-Men that was not reprinted in uh, classic X-Men. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know they skipped one. Yeah. What reason, I wonder? Because uh, I don't think Chris Claremont wrote it. Uh, I think, uh, it's like Laurie Thomas or something. Or maybe, yeah, yeah. But it was like right at the... I want to say it was like issue like 104 or like 97 or something like that. Right around. It was like right at the the beginning of the all new, all different X Men. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. 94 was the first Claremont one. Yeah. yeah. But uh, it had uh, Eunice the Untouchable as uh, the villain. Nice. Wow. <laughs> oh, I don't. It might have been Kmart as well, but I remember when I was a kid, I bought a. A Batman novel, and I can remember the cover. It's just like him jumping towards the the viewer and just sitting in the background. Um, and I was so excited. I was like, "Wow, I'm actually excited to read a book, like a book book." Right. And like, I'm 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 a big boy now. <laughs> and I got at home, and I think I read maybe eight pages of it, and I just was like, "Ah, I'll just put it on the shelf." And then <laughs> that's the last time I've ever seen that book. Was it an actual book, or was it a uh, like short stories? Uh, I think it was. I never made it far enough to find out, but I think it was one novel. I think it was just one story. So I had, uh, I think I still have them there. I think they're at my parents' house. Uh, I had uh, two, uh, 
thick-ass collections of Batman short stories, prose. Right. Yeah. Uh, I read the hell out of the first really? one. Really? Yeah. It was good? Oh, yeah. Really? I mean, it seems like something that could work. It just seems like, why, when you could read a Batman comic? Because he's such right, a... Right, right. It's, and like, the, it's like reading Penthouse for him, you know? Right, right. But uh, there were some that... Uh, there's some that didn't work. I mean, obviously, in any kind of anthology, like there's going to be some clunkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the weirdest thing was that there was like two or three of them, which, like, they were prose stories, but they had like panel descriptions. <laughs> so they just had to fill it up with some uh, unpublished comics, basically. Yeah, like that's kind of what it seemed like. Right. Uh, there was a, a Max Allen Collins story in there that I uh, still remember. Uh, called Subway Jack. Huh. And I think he sort of took the concept of, of that story that he wrote and turned it into uh, a Vertigo book or something. Huh. Or just like a recurring character of his or something like that. But it was a Batman story. Yeah. Huh. Wow. I'd but be curious that, if I would enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, maybe if I, next time I go to my parents' house, I'll see if I can dig it up. Oh, uh, yeah. But short stories, I'll at least read one. Yeah, yeah. Uh... <clears throat> I don't know, like, when I was a kid, though, I always read books, so, you know, like, I didn't get into comics till I was, like, 10 or 11, so. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I was more of a comics guy. Yeah. Of course, now I can't read either, so, you know. <laughs> now I'm just retarded. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, that's what we've come to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that Grant Morrison book. Yeah. Good stuff. I'll, I'll add it to the pile of other books I won't read. He briefly, like, he doesn't really talk much about anything other than superheroes, but there was, a, like, a paragraph where he kind of mentioned, uh, you know, like, the the whole 50s, like, EC comics and right. that whole uh, legal battle and everything. And, uh, and he, he referred, he's like, but I'm not going to talk about that. He's like, if you want to read about that, by the ten cent scare that right. book, and I I've been thinking about reading that for a while. Um, first of all, it has a sweet ass Charles Burns cover. There's that. And then, uh, but I mean, that just seems like something that, that would be really interesting to read about. So right. I think once I'm done with this, I'm gonna pick that up as well. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I've always sort of been interested in that book as well, but uh, just never pulled the trigger on it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I'm not allowed in the libraries anymore. So right, yeah, yeah, they. <laughs> Do frown upon public news either. Yeah, yeah. There's just too many kids. There's just something about books that just make me want to get naked. Yeah. Run around. Right. Yeah. Smear your feces into them and yeah. put them back on the shelf. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what it is. The I think fr- it's the smell. Our square society. Yeah. Seems to have a problem with You're oppressing, oppressing me, society. society. You are oppressing me. <laughs> your libraries. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, but I can. I think I'm gonna see if I can order it through Mavericks, the Tencent Scare, so yeah. I can basically get it for free and just steal yeah. it. Yeah, you're you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're just wrong. Yeah. Everything about you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Nah, okay, I would do the same. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna steal it. Cripes. <laughs> I've got I've got a bunch of store credit. Yeah. 
I've got a lot of stored debit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I haven't mean to talk to you about that. I'll wait till they're off there. Fuck. No. Oh, yeah, I ordered all the, uh, the, uh, DC number ones Ooh. this week. Yeah. So yeah. That's, uh, how's, how's that? I felt powerful. Yeah? I felt powerful. I didn't... Like, in what way? Like, uh, just, just okay. that you hold, uh... You're holding the future of DC Comics in your hands. That kind of thing. Yeah, ten thousand people uh, in the world will be represented by my order. And... Yeah. How many customers does uh, Mavericks have? Uh, like, uh, like file customers, like, or just like just loyal comic book customers? I'm I'm sure we have, you know, like three hundred and fifty or four hundred like regular comics customers that either have a file or they come in on a regular basis. Weekly or bi-weekly basis, yeah. Uh, of those, let's let, let's uh, let's play low with that. Let's say three hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, of those, how many people are Marvel zombies? Oh, are they only by Marvel? Yeah, like no uh, matter what, whether DC was rebooting or not, Marvel was their guy. I'd say, I'd say not even. Not even a third. I'd say somewhere between fifty and sixty. See, even that seems like a lot. To yeah, yeah. And uh, what about uh, only DC? Uh, there's probably more Marvel zombies than our DC zombies because right. the people that read all of DC also read a, you know, a couple Marvel books. Right. But I mean, a lot of those Marvel guys, like, it's not like it was like when I first started working there, where they were like, you know, make mine Marvel is basically right, what their right. file card said. I mean, there's, like, guys now that only buy Spider-Man related, or right. only buy X-Men related, but there's not as many clear across the board, like, 20 different Marvel titles, but no other companies. Right. I mean, there's not as much of that. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of all X-Men people. Right. right. That's all they get. Uh, so, so this whole DC reboot for those folks, probably not doing a thing for them. Probably nothing, yeah. Right. Like, they might... Tell one of their coworkers about it or something. Right. But then and, uh, so, would would you say though, like like you said, that, that there's not as many? Uh, but would you say that uh, the people who are more diehard DC people, like what ten? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, ten, maybe maybe twenty or twenty five. Because we've yeah. got a lot of people that just only collect Batman. Like right. there's a lot of those. So are those people now saying they're done with DC, or are they interested still? Um, we've we've had a bunch of people go, oh my god, what are they doing? And then they add them all to their card. Right, okay, so, right. you know, like, I think they're very reluctant or, like, you know, a little sheepish about, sheepish about where it's going. But, right. But no one's outright just saying, fuck this, I'm done. No. Okay, all right. I don't think I've heard that exactly. Like, I've heard a couple people go... They're, you know, they're pissing me off. They're wanting me to quit reading. Right, right. But I, but I'm but, not... They're not quitting. They're not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's that's what I was looking for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you feel powerful. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Not really. I. But it, it is neat to be like I just ordered Action Comics number one. Yeah. yeah right. Like that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh like all the comic stores must have fell in 1938 when they went they called up Diamond and they're like. You know, give them their account number and right, place right, their order. Yeah. Yeah. Similar to that. Of course, they, they'd have to do that in between Magic customers. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, hold on. Somebody wants a, 
uh, saddlebags of Jandors or something. And then, you know, they had to I come back. the name of magic shit. But, yeah, I ordered them all. Um, I didn't, we didn't do the thing where uh, we ordered tons of all of them and then they're all returnable. Right. Because you still have to, like, Pay a percentage when you send them back and all that, right. but but we did order more. Like, you know, I ordered you know like twenty percent more on most of the titles that you know are gonna sell. Yeah, like action and Batman. Yeah, and I mean, so I, I think two copies of OMAC. Yeah, <laughs> I think I ordered eight copies of OMAC and ones for me, ones for you. Right. So Joe will probably get it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Probably. I get, no, I don't think he because he's, he's against the whole Dan DiDio thing. What's that? Dan DiDio's co-writing OMAC. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, as long as Giffen's writing and drawing anything, I'll, I'll yeah, buy it. Yeah. And it looks so Kirby. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, I don't I don't know how much I've talked about it on the show, but I'm, I'm a fairly recent Kirby convert. Yeah. You know, so, so it's, it's psyching me up for that. Right. Yeah. I can still remember, this is funny, like this just popped in my head. When I was like nine or, yeah, I'd say like nine years old, me and my brother and my cousin, who are five and ten years respectively older than me, right. we'd always drive around to all the different comic shops in Dayton. And uh, I remember this one time I was in the back seat and we were driving along and they were talking about comics creators and uh, and like all the different comics that we liked and whatever. And uh, and they said, they were talking about Jack Kirby. And they're like, what do you think, Jack Kirby? And I was like, who's Jack Kirby? And I was probably, you know, nine years old, and I probably right. owned, like, dozens of the comics that he had drawn. Right. But that was, I think that was still the point where the only artist I knew by name was Art Adams. Right. So, uh, that just popped in there. Yeah, I can't remember where I first discovered discovered Jack Kirby, but it was probably about 14, 15, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think I was always sort of aware... Like, you know, like he did, you know, he created the X-Men and Fantastic Four and all that, but I wasn't, like, aware of his, his impact. Right. Uh, and then when I was, I was just like, oh, I don't get it, you know. Like, I just thought his art was ugly and messy and just wasn't a fan. And, right. You know, uh, so I can remember when I was uh, 29 and maybe started changing my mind <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I can definitely see how he's an acquired taste. I yeah. Mean, my my brother, who's like <clears throat> probably like for for being, and because like our little circle of people are into comics, but we're also sort of like uh, you know um, amateur comics artists ourselves. You yeah, know, we all try to draw. For someone who's really not interested in the creative aspect of comics, my brother is more into comics than anybody else I know right. of that type, and he's never liked Kirby. Really, and it still huh. doesn't. Well, yeah. And he doesn't vehemently hate him or anything. He just right. he's just like, eh, I don't like it. I don't really get it. And, you know. yeah. Which I can totally see. Yeah, I mean, like I said, that was that was me up until two, three years ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm with him. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah in a way. But uh, I've seen the light. I, I enjoy Kirby now. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a late fan. Yeah. Okay. You, you passed away. Huh? You passed away. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. 
Could you get to play chess or anything? No. Nope. Nope, nope. Not right for that. Uh, I tried. Backgammon? Right? I, I tried. Yeah. And, uh, you, you forgot just, how the horsey moved. Yeah. And gotcha. yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> All the, like, there's different rules, apparently, <sighs> for how each character... It's dumb. You know, each, each piece moves. I don't get it. Right. You know, like, like uh, I should just be able to jump them and, you know... Yeah, you like, king me. And yeah. He was yeah. like, well... No. <laughs> Uh, anyway, DC Comics. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope they do well because uh, I'd imagine, like, here's my greatest fear, though, actually, is that um, they'll do so well because there'll be an article in the Dayton Daily News that will sell out, like, in an hour of everything. Right. And everybody's like, who did you order in? And, like, they'll just point at me and laugh. Yeah. And, and throw shit at me. Well, I don't think that's going to get to that, though. I, yeah. I know they're planning on doing ads on TV and whatnot, right, yeah. but I don't know if it's going to be a fever, like... Because I I, I I was working there, you know, the day... I think the last fever frenzy of non-comic readers that came in was when uh, there was a Obama appearance in Spider-Man yeah. a few years back, four yeah. years ago. Three years ago, whenever that was. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that was pretty crazy. And, you know, we could have sold 700 copies that day. Right. But, uh... What about... Uh, I guess that was before that, the death of Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I think that was before that. But, uh, yeah, that was definitely one of those, too. I guess uh, you may have one on your hands this Wednesday. Oh, yeah. what comes out now? Uh, Ultimate, uh, the new Ultimate Spider-Man is making his debut in the Ultimate Fallout book. Mm-hmm. And rumor has it that he may be a black gentleman underneath the suit. Uh-oh. And uh, that could uh, cause a buzz. Or a fallout. Or a fallout. Uh, the story about that too. But oh. Let's talk about this some more. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so you may have uh, you may have something. Uh, I think uh, I think it's already been sort of hinted at that Marvel's going to spoil the thing in uh, major news headlines like really? before. Wow. So. Yeah, that'll probably be big. Clansmen yeah. will be out there protesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that could that could be huge. Actually, I could see that. Yeah. Um, was that ever an issue before, where superhero became black? Like uh, the Punisher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was right. <laughs> oh yeah, that was like a crossover. Like Luke Cage was in there, and they were like yeah. prisoners of war together or something. <laughs> um, Nick Fury. Nick Fury becoming black. In Ultimates. The yeah, that yeah. never made it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Captain America. Black Captain America. I don't even remember Black Captain America. The, uh, the, the, the Truth miniseries. Oh, yeah, the Kyle, Kyle Baker. Kyle Baker, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that didn't seem to really do an uproar either. Okay. And then, uh, um, of course, you know, there's been a Black Green Lantern. And, right. Yeah. But, yeah, like, this might be one of those things where if they spin it, you know, publicity-wise, right. it could be something. <coughs> um, you don't watch Community. Um, you've never seen the movie Mystery Team? No, okay. no. There's an actor uh, who's on both of those, and I guess uh, like back when they first announced the the Spider-Man remake, uh, like he he's a black gentleman, uh, like he just sort of started a joke that like uh, hey I want to play Spider-Man, and uh, wow, just the biggest backlash of racist comic book fans to crawl out of the woodwork was. <laughs> Amazing. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Not too surprising, unfortunately. Yeah. 
People don't like their icons uh, <clears throat> right. tweaked, tweaked at all, really. But uh, that's the thing with Spider-Man, is that he wears a, a full body suit, and so you know, in the secret identity, he could be anybody underneath. Right. Yeah. That's that's sort of the appeal of that. Oh, was there... Was there a movie recently, a comic movie, where they changed uh, a character from a white guy to a black guy? Daredevil, Kingpin. Maybe that was it. I know this. This struck me as weird because I remember there was a, a couple of customers in there talking about you know the Marvel movies and the changes they've made, and uh, I I just struck me as odd that is a uh, they were talking about I guess maybe it was Daredevil and uh, and it, we'll just go with that. Right. Pretend that it was if it wasn't. It could also be Nick Fury. And it wasn't that one, because it was something that's already, like, an actual movie that was, like, he was in the whole movie, you know, I just remember. Because the guy, the, the guy that was complaining about it uh, was a black guy, and yeah. he was talking about how he doesn't like, he's like, I don't like, I don't like the way they changed him, and, you know, he's like, that's just not right. And he's like, that's not the character, you know. Right. I, was, I was like, that just sounds so weird, you know. Right. Like, obviously, obviously there are a sect of fans that aren't just saying that, I don't like him because he's no longer white like me. You know, like, right. he's just saying like he doesn't like it changed. And right. That kind of made me think of even you know differently about some of the white people that complain about right. characters changing. Well, that. I think there's also like a, a segment of comic book fans who are just so hardcore geeks that you know any change to to their beloved characters right. is just you know the worst Sacrilege, thing they could do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so there is definitely that segment that speaks out when, when something like that happens. Right. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, you know, a lot of those people are also racist, too. <laughs> right. I mean... Maybe this guy was a little racist, too. Yeah, it could be, yeah. could be. I don't know. Because, uh, of course, the thing with, with uh, you know, like, uh, the actor's name is Donald Glover. Very funny comedian. You should check him out. Uh, <laughs> you should definitely watch Community. And Mystery Team. Uh... <laughs> I'd like to watch both, actually. Yes. But, uh, you know, like when, when that thing came out that uh, he wanted to play Spider-Man, and it was just a joke. He knew that he was never going to ever have a chance to play Spider-Man. But it did cause, like, such a disturbance that Sony had to, like, issue a press release. But, uh... Oh, really? Yeah. Like, he will never play it. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Wow. But, uh... Uh... You know, a lot of the fan response was sort of like, well, how would you like it if the Black Panther was a white guy? Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Prince of uh, Prince of Africa. Yeah. Or what's the city? Con. Uh, Kandor. Bottle city of Kandor. That's it. <laughs> Wakanda. Wakanda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a little different than a uh, a nerdy high school New Yorker. Right. You know that guy yeah, could be a black guy. Or an Asian guy. Well, the, uh, the 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 actor, his whole thing was that you know uh, you have a uh, a nerdy high school student from Queens uh, whose family is poor. He lives with his uh, aunt, and his uncle died of uh, from a burglary. You yeah. know, what about that? Isn't a black guy? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah he's a good one. Yeah. Uh, could be uh, could be played by any any yeah. race. But uh, instead, we're getting uh, the guy from uh, Doctor Parnassus. Yeah, there, which is the only movie I've ever seen that guy in. He was in Social Network. You didn't see that? No. Okay. He was in that other movie you saw. Uh, oh, Never Let Me Go. Yeah. 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 He's a good actor. I want to see that movie. 
Yeah, that guy's a really good actor. You should definitely make sure that there are a teeming pile of talkative old ladies sitting 10 feet away from you when you watch Never Let Me Go, because I'm telling you, it adds so (laughs) much to the film. I'll, uh, okay, I'll rent it, and uh, I'll make sure that I watch it uh, over at my mom's yeah. shop. Okay, yeah, uh, there you while go. While she's working. Yeah. yeah. That way they're, that way the teeming pile of old ladies is right there. It could even be the same people, because that's only like four miles away where the theater <laughs> I watched it. I don't think any of our customers would travel that far. <laughs> Not into downtown. Right. That's, that's where black people are. Oh, yeah, that's the kind of folk that read Spider-Man comics. Yeah. And uh, that actually ties into the, the Fallout thing. Uh, my mom uh, owns a beauty shop uh, where we're, most of her customer base is uh, really old white ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, she, one of her customers made like a, like, like if you just glanced at it, you'd think it might be a mini comic. Oh wow! You know, it's it's like it's a book. It's a storybook. It's a children's book that this person made, and it's like the size of a mini comic, a standard mini comic. That's it's awesome. Got an illustrated color cover. Uh, it's like something about heaven or something. I don't know. Uh, uh, it's like a religious tract slash kind of kind of yeah. Uh, but my mom has it sitting out on on her table in the the waiting area of her shop for anybody to peruse if they want to or whatever or. Ignore like I usually do. Yeah. And uh, one of her customers apparently threw a gigantic shit fit because one of the characters on the cover was a black child. That's too bad. Yeah. (laughs) So it wasn't even like that. It was like specific to the story. There was just that there was a black child at all. Yep. Yep. Huh. That's too bad. Yeah. So you don't think she'll be buying the Spider-Man comic? Probably for her not. kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah, fucking awesome. Indeed. Well, uh, maybe maybe tonight when I go home, uh, I will advance order some of those issues of Fallout and yeah. see if we can get some extras next week. That's this week. Well, yeah, but I mean, as long as oh, they're sold out already. Yeah, because yeah. 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 if we order them after the. The fallout comes, uh, it might already be sold out. Yeah, uh, just maybe, you know, check out, like, you know, comic rumor sites and see, you know, what they're saying. I don't know. Right. I think we've actually been selling out of fallout anyway. Right, right. Might as well. Yeah. But whether it's uh, a black person or a white person, it is the debut of the new Ultimate Spider-Man. So, that's something. Could be good. Yeah. Could be a collector's item. Could be a collector's item. Could ensue, uh, could inspire some riots. Maybe. Some murders, uh, some uh, capitalist gain. Yeah. All kinds of crazy stuff coming out of this issue. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Market calendars. <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> fallout. Uh. But uh, speaking of comics, Ooh. it's my turn to pick one. Yay. For us to read. Yes. And um, I chose something that is uh, probably way different than anything else we've ever reviewed. All right. And, uh, <clears throat> is I, it a book without pictures? <laughs> it's Super Guys by Grant. No. <laughs> uh, 
Now, I gave you a sort of a hint yesterday. I didn't really tell you. I was just making yeah. sure it wasn't something you'd vetoed, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you were super cool and said, I ain't vetoing shit, yo. I think that was your exact word. That is exactly how I said <laughs> it. <laughs> so I chose Evil Ernie, War of the Dead from Chaos Comics. Nice. Awesome. I believe it's the very final Evil Ernie uh, miniseries that's ever? that's ever come out. Wow. So how old is that? Uh, I want to say late 90s. Okay. I think. Right. I'm not positive. Is the uh, uh, lady death in it? Um, make an appearance. You know, I've only actually read the first issue, so okay. no spoilers. Right. Right. But uh, she's not in that. She's not in the first one. Okay. So. I uh, I look forward to this. Yeah, greatly. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily, he's being sarcastic. No. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this could be fun. Yeah. I'll say it's not a long series. I think it's it's either three or four issues. I think yeah. it's three issues. That's I'm pretty cool. sure. So. Look forward to that. Uh, let's evil, do it. Evil Ernie, War of the Dead. Evil fucking Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's heavy metal. Fuck yeah, it is. Fucking metal of you. Alright. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here. Yeah, you gotta get up in like five hours. Yeah, something like that. That sucks. Yeah. I still gotta go home and do some eBay for my work and then... Go, I gotta be there at 10. Yeah. So that's cool too. We, we, we got shit to do. We're working we, men. Well, we are. We're, we're, uh, we're um, I don't know. I, I had something and lost it. So it's because you're so freaking tired from all the work you do. There we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week then. Yes. Goodbye. <laughs>